Hello, Tracy. Yes, the sir speaking. Southwestern Weekly Kansas City Call. We are privileged to have a couple of their stars on the show today. And this show goes way back to 1919. We have Miss Tracy Adam. Adam, let me get that right. Uh, we also have Jason. And uh, we have our, we have our engineer. So what we want to do is this show is dedicated to the Kansas City Call. The thing said, Yuma, United Minority Media Association, has planned for them, which uh, the Call, KPRS, and the organization Yuma formed this back on August 28, 1974. We're gonna get a little background, what you're on about, what people expect, and we wanna build you to be the number one in this city but not only in this city, but also we want you to reach out to other places. We want to make the Kansas City Call well-known, not only working with the community, but letting the community know what's going on with the Southwest Weekly publication. So first, what we want to do, Miss uh, Tracy is now what is your title, Tracy? Give us a little background, and then we'll go to Jason, okay? All right. Thanks, uh, everybody, for joining me. I'm Tracy Allen. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Kansas City Call newspaper. For many of you that remember or may not remember, um, I became editor back in June of this year, 2023. But before that, I actually worked for 19 years with the call, really, from 1998 until 2017, uh, that's when I actually retired really from the journalism profession altogether. And um, at that time I wanted to, um, before I got too old, I wanted to go into, you know, start my own business. Uh, something that my grandpa did, Russell, and something that my dad did uh, when I was a young kid growing up, um, actually right in the uh, 5th district. I grew up uh, right around 57th and uh, Agnes and Bell Fountain. But anyway, I wanted to do kind of what he did. Uh, he had a small cleaning business, but he also, but he also had uh, a, um, he helped take over my grandpa's business. My grandpa had a, uh, what would I say, a pretty decent sized paper route back in the uh, late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and he, and, uh, until he passed. And so I kind of wanted to do what some of my family members had done. That's why I uh, wanted to leave early in 2017. Actually, I started my uh, current business, which is a courier business in 2016. But that is a long story short to our uh, listeners is that I was uh, what's called 19 years before I retired and then I returned uh, in the summer of 2023. Um, other than the fact that I had 35 years of experience as a journalist, um, like I mentioned, 19 years with the call. Um, I also worked uh, for a short period of time with the Kansas City Star in their sports department as well as I was a uh, sports writer in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, um, definitely with the Charlotte Observer, uh, which is one of the newspapers I absolutely loved because I had 
I actually got to really experience what uh, it was like to cover both not only sporting events, but just events at historically black colleges and universities in North Carolina. There's quite a few, in fact. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that night. Got my first taste of actually covering and attending the CIAA tournament. Uh, when it, uh, it was held, like, uh, obviously in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So um, I got a real good taste of our life, black life, particularly in the South and especially in the Southeast. So that was one of probably my most favorite uh, places to work, the Charlotte Observer, because I got to do a variety of things, but specifically uh, when it came to you know, coverage of black colleges. So uh, that's really who I am. I'm from Kansas City. I'm a Kansas City native. Like I said, I uh, grew up uh, in 5th District mainly, but I also lived uh, when my family moved when I was 15 years old to uh, Johnson County, and I uh, went to Shawnee Mission South High School. And I'm a 1980 grad of Shawnee Mission South. And from there, I moved on a little bit westward, not far, about 100 miles, 120 miles, to a uh, university that goes by the name we all like to say, Emol, Every Man a Wildcat. Uh, so I'm a 1984 K-State grad. And I have a degree in journalism and mass communications with uh, emphasis in news editorial and magazine. So that's who I am. Nice career. Well, thank you. I think I moved to Manhattan in Kansas State. I have a relationship with brother when I was in high school. The woman, the first colleague that had to recruit me out of Kansas State. Okay. Okay. Yeah, K State is a good university. Uh, I think most people who have any history from the standpoint of armed forces know a lot about uh, Fort Riley and Junction City and the one thing about that is when you were in Junction City well when you're in Manhattan it was not unusual and it is still today not unusual to hear um, I, how would I say cannons going off because of the okay. fact that the army base does a lot of their drills um, this was an army. This is an army base that uh, obviously sent a, a lot of troops to, and I'm pretty sure they still do to Afghanistan, Iraq, and obviously Vietnam um, and Korea. So I do know that for a fact. But that was the one blessing of being there. As we, even though we were a small university town, uh, you got to mingle with people that were in the armed forces, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. We all... Uh, Jason. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jason? Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Uh, this is MC Richardson, uh, Chairman and CEO of the European Art and Media Association. What do you just give the people some background on your uh, involvement in the call, different people, your relatives, your mother, and things like that, to yeah. make it? And we wanted this to be the number one, not only black newspaper, but the newspaper who can reach the people of color, but not limited to. Well, my name is my name is Jason Joseph. Uh, I've been. Uh, I've been around the call since 2002, in some capacity. I started off uh, doing sales and then IT, uh, information technology, and then I left and came back after 2008 and was there for a while doing IT and then some other general technology things. Um, and then I left again uh, to go work for another uh, IT company, and then I came back, this time as operations manager. Uh, and so my role at the call is basically to see that it operates efficiently and 
Uh, everything runs the way it's supposed to. Um, my family has been involved in the call paper in some way or another ever since it came came about. My great-grandmother, um, Hannah Settles, wrote uh, for the call paper in Mexico, Missouri, when literally they would have people write letters into the call during the Jim, Jim Crow era about what was going on in their town and, and around the surrounding area. All the way out in Mexico, Missouri, which is just about 100 miles from St. Louis. Um, and then after that, my aunt uh, was a reporter uh, for the call for a number of years and then became the editor uh, in chief as well. Uh, and uh, then my mother came on to help uh, run some back office things around 2010. And then when my aunt passed, uh, the paper went to my mom. And now, uh, as my mom is aging, uh, I'm helping run the run the paper. Uh, and so, yeah, that's basically uh, my introduction to the call paper. Now, I've lived in Kansas City all my life. I grew up for the first eight years of my life on 77th and Prospect by Old Fairyland Park. Uh, and then uh, we moved out to uh, Martin City, and then I finished my uh, schooling, my elementary and secondary education uh, at Grandview, and then I went to college at University uh, Park University uh, up uh, in Parkville, Missouri. Uh, I've been here basically all my life. I've got three kids uh, and a wife. Um, we live in Johnson County. Uh, my kids go to North, and that's pretty much it. Still part of the community. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But Jay says, nice to know. You didn't mention your mother's name. Oh, her name was Gloria Joseph. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. My, my, my mother's name is Gloria Joseph. She uh, spent the first couple years of her life in Mexico, Missouri. They moved from Mexico. I think she was five or six, uh, and they lived off of 18th and Norton. Uh, her, um, my uncle, and uh, my aunt, uh, and then she grew up there off of 18th and Norton, graduated from East High School in 61. She was one of the first classes that was integrated in Kansas City Public Schools. Uh, my aunt then graduated from Central. Uh, my mom went to Park University as well, uh, and my aunt went to, uh, my aunt Donna, uh, went to, uh, uh, Lincoln University, yeah, in Jeff City. So, uh, yeah, that's... Okay, we got some, we want to, we want to get the whole family tree involved here, and as we can see, uh, yes, by the way, my name is Al Tost, I'm the CEO and the founder of the Music of Human Commerce. I'm also the one of the co-hosts of the MC Business Center coming in Kansas City. And so about thank uh, MC for letting me be part of a show like this, which definitely tells the, the history of the the, the roots uh, that kind of uh, keep Kansas City, City, Kansas City, Missouri together. That's not that Kansas City, Missouri, but also no metro Kansas City coming together. What I used to invest on that's a fight for the city. And I thank both of you for taking the time to be part of this, I guess, today. Okay, the Kansas City Call is the uh, oldest black-owned newspaper in Kansas City, and might be for the state of Missouri, too. And uh, when, 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 when was it founded? 1919. Yes, as far yes. as uh, 
any any newspaper that's of color, particularly African American, west of St. Yeah. Louis, uh, we definitely are the oldest. In fact, um, Jason might mention this uh, in September. Uh, actually, the first portion of September, we will be celebrating our 104th anniversary. Wow. So that should tell people that we've <laughs> really been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. You got a story to tell. <laughs> yes, and a story to continue to tell. Hey, now that's the best part about it. That's the best part. You know, one, 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 one of the things that, uh, unfortunately, uh, well, I host, also host a show on Triggers and USA. I'll talk to you about how to lunch with the Virginia Chair of Commerce. And today, uh, we were kind of dedicated this just a little small history uh, of, of black American history. The late Michael Brown was killed uh, this week on August 99 years ago. And and I'm quite sure in, in the history that, that you guys have been around and tell much, 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 much bigger stories than that. Because, and I was saying on our program today, people don't read a lot those who this a lot in our black community. And that's why we, we need to change that. Well, I just, like I said, I think that one of the things is it's really easy from an African-American standpoint to get stuck in the way we've done things. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I mentioned in our uh, a column that actually that I wrote in June, and that applies to everything, that particular column was talking about some of the unfortunate incidences that were taking place in our community, AKA uh, murders uh, among oh our So one of the things I said in order for us to improve, whether it's how we view life, uh, at least the life of other people or how we view things in purpose is we, in order for us to expect change, we have to change our mindset. And yes. that is the one thing that I wanted to speak on from the standpoint of the call. Um, yes, the call is going through some changes, but I believe, and I believe Jason will support me on that, it's very good changes that yeah, must be made. That must yeah, be made. Yeah. Right. Uh, improvements, because all of us know, particularly those of us that are in media, media has drastically changed over yeah. the, really the last 20 years. And obviously with the internet being a major factor and then technology moving at a speed that I can't even count anymore. That, uh, no, but um, you have to stay up to speed and you have to stay up to what's going on um, in, in, in what's, what we're facing right now uh, with the changing of the technology, changing of the way how people receive information. So I'm excited in a lot of senses. It's one of the reasons, even when I came back, once we worked through some things, that I feel very confident we're headed in the right direction. Um, Jason can probably tell you a little bit more of some of the stuff that he and and another uh, uh, gentleman named Terrell Young have been working on even before I returned in June that I think really kind of has moved the call forward so we can then do some of these things that we're trying to do now and are doing now as far as editorial and context so i know jason can probably talk in, in, uh, on that other stuff that he that they were right doing. one one of the one of the things i'm going to dovetail what tracy's talking about one of the things i think is interesting is that and i'll I'm, I'm probably going to be controversial when I say this. African-Americans as a whole, we tend to be uh, conservative in mind, uh, Not, I'm not speaking politically, but in mind when it comes to technology. Mm-hmm. We, like the whole, we like to hold back uh, and keep older things going. Uh, and I joke in the office sometimes about things my grandmother would say or, or what have you. Uh, in particular, I'm going to bring up a funny about when the old cathode ray TVs, the old CRT TVs, would get a gas bubble mm-hmm. in the side, she would make a joke and say, well, it's about played out. But that TV would still run for another year or two until we got rid of it, because it still still had use in it. And there's social, economic, and cultural reasons why we did things like that. But that being said, 
the media landscape is changing drastically. And one of the things that we're trying to do in a small way, if you pick up the last two issues of the call, you'll notice that there's these weird little squares uh, on certain advertisements, especially ones for renewals and, and subscriptions. And that's really what they call a QR code. And that basically allows us to digitize part of the paper without digitizing the paper. So for example, you can now do a renewal on your phone with that QR code. You grab the paper, you scan it with your phone, you can do a renewal of your subscription. Or if you want to subscribe, you can do that with that QR code. You scan that QR code with your phone and bam, you're there. You're able to do those things. And I'm also encouraging some of our advertisers to start to go that way as well. And it also drives people to the internet where really is the future of the newspaper business and journalism itself. Uh, it's really moving to uh, on the on the internet. Um, so those things are those those things are things that we're trying to integrate and move forward with the community itself. Um, and we're also trying to skew younger. Um, younger people consume media differently than the older generations do. They like to listen to things more than read. On the website, we have uh, the ability for someone to play the article instead of read the article. So the article will, will read itself to you uh, without having, and that works on a phone or a tablet or on a computer. So uh, younger people tend to do that more than they do read. And I think that's fine, that's great. We're trying to meet people where they are for how they consume media and how they interact with media. Well, Jason, I was thinking of this uh, today. Once we get to finish this program, uh, I'll be able to see you and uh, the program. And, and to any of listeners that you want to uh, hear, it shall repeat it. They can hear it on, on their cell phones on their computers, anything that, because we're an internet radio station also. Right. And I, I don't know if he told you, but we also uh, can be seen live today on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch also. And all of our shows can be found on Spotify. And we get a podcast, and you can get, get a copy of, of the day's show also. Right. And that's one of the things we're also trying to do as well. Like, here pretty soon, we're going to start rolling out uh, some podcasts and some other things because, again, you want to meet your consumers where they are. And uh, as much as we like to poo-poo people not not reading, um, you know, we need to meet them where they are. We can't just berate people into reading. Um, we got to meet them where they are. And, and I'll even go one step further. I've got myself, I'm, I'm Gen X, uh, I've got a collection of books. I read, but I don't read like my mother or my grandmother read. Not not even close. Uh, and my kids, I read to them all the time when they were children to get that love of reading. And, and they read, but they don't read like me. Right. They, they read, but they don't read like I do. They listen to podcasts. They listen to... Or they watch Twitch. They they're on on YouTube. They're on TikTok. Um, they do threads. They do Twitter. And so, their interaction with media is way different than mine ever was or hoped to be when I was their age. So, uh, the call is also trying to get involved in more social media. We know our readership tends to be on things like Facebook, which is where we're focused on right now but we're also looking uh at uh, threads which is on instagram and instagram itself and moving mm -hmm. in, in that direction of things so you know the the call is growing and moving in that digital realm of, of social media not that we're going to leave our readership behind because they're important too and there will always be i think someone that wants to read or physically hold uh the media uh, but we still need to meet other people where they are. Right. And I, wanna, I wanted to pick it back off of uh, what Jason said, too. Uh, Jason is correct. We don't want to leave our audience behind, and we know that our audience 
at least not, not necessarily currently right now because we are picking up young people again. But we know that uh, at least for the last 40 some, 50 some years, the call has been basically predominantly a uh, publication that people 45 and above um, are reading. What we're trying to do, and I think uh, one of the things that, I, that Jason mentioned about as far as black people as far as sometimes we're conservative, not necessarily in our politics like he's mentioned, but we're conservative in that if, it, if it's worked this way for so long, why change it? Well, just like Jason said, that 45 and above crowd needs to understand, um, and I'm just going to say I'm at the end of the baby boom generation. I'm 61, so I'm at the very end of it. Uh, even my yeah, I just want to mention even my generation um, has gone towards the not only gone all the way towards the internet, gone all the way towards receiving their information online. And so I think that what we can do from the happy medium is that our older generation, uh, or those of us that are older. Uh, we need to understand that a lot of people are receiving information in different ways. And so in order to, to continue with that, we must meet that audience as well. And that's one of the things we're doing. I am, uh, speak on anything else, uh, one of the things you noticed in the last couple of editions is we began partnerships with several black media organizations here in the Kansas City area that we know are doing good work. Obviously, the Kansas City Defender, which is a younger audience, that, that uh, younger audience is kind of prone to that. Um, we have begun that partnership. Um, we've also begun the partnership uh, with Cascade Media Group, where Jason mentioned about the fact that we're going to be uh, here in the near future, uh, going to be presenting podcasts for our listeners and readers online. But right now, currently, we're doing sort of like a uh, podcast, video podcast, more or less is what I would say, with Cascade Media Group of What's Up Kansas City. I have uh, already have had several interviews, and I will continue to be doing interviews where people can check, see, you know, hey, this is what's going on with this particular organization that represents people of color or this individual that is a, a person of color doing these kind of things. Um, like mentioning Ariel Nash, who her and her father, former councilman Troy Nash, uh, they own a, a, a organ, actually a business that specifically focuses on trying, trying to find affordable ways, whether it's housing. Uh, a lot of people didn't know that, but we feel like one of the ways you can do it is easy to write about it in a story, but it's really even more easier to actually go to a website or hear it on a podcast from the individual's mouth stating what they're doing. And you know, those are just some things we're doing. Well, well I think so one of the things, Larry, and one of the things that uh, I commend both of you for being at the people at, at, a, at a very exciting time. As, you, as we're watching the transition uh, in, techno <clears throat> say in technology uh, all around the world. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, I'm the founder CEO of the Missoula Chamber of Commerce, and uh, I have to say this oh, to, 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 to Kansas City, because I'm into this. Uh, we have a conference in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, in the end of the month, where we're bringing together the International Business League, which you probably from me with. Uh, the World Conference of Leaders and National Human Commerce. And, and, and we also have people from around the world coming, coming in uh, to be a part of the conference we have in Atlanta, but also next year in April, we're going to have a uh, similar conference here in St. Louis in Philadelphia, Missouri. And I'd like you guys to be a part of that, but having said that, uh, we, we welcome, Mr. Chamberlain, we welcome you to be involved with what we're doing. Our goal is, is to create uh, relationships around the city of Missouri so we all can be uh, on the same page and not just be so centered. Uh, like the one that can't see is on one side, is on the other side. 
we should come together as one. And the, the more we speak as one, the more better we can make uh, more changes. Then we are mayors, yeah, that's one of the things that we're trying to do. Like, and I think Jason would probably join in on that. That's the reason we are uh, partnering with, you know, the Kansas City Defender, with uh, uh-huh. the Cascade Media Group, with Urban American uh-huh. Outdoors, which does basically uh-huh. not only shows, television shows, actually, which you can see on Bounce TV, as well as yeah. other uh, uh, television, because we we believe that the more the merrier. Let's just face it. We can go out and do our little yeah. things and, and try to be um, the big dog, and that's there's not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just mm-hmm. stating that more the merrier. If all of us can come come together, uh, we can bring more information to our community things that maybe one uh, organization, one media uh, organization has more than the other. And so that's what we're doing on that. Jason might want to talk about that. I think, I think there's, there's a phrase that has been floating around the, the newsroom and office at the call probably the past month. And uh, it's kind of become a mantra for, for me. Uh, we're better together. Yeah, yes. And I think that there's a lot of truth in that. I think there's several different media outlets, and that's great. There needs to be. There needs to be a diverse voice in the media landscape. At the same time, we also should partner with each other when we can. And 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 I think those things are good because we're better together. Um, yes. I will say... One other thing that kind of really struck me this year, it was either in June or May, I was watching YouTube and uh, I follow on YouTube, CBS News. uh, And they have a a program Sunday morning, I'm sure we've all watched some point down in our lives. Uh, But they had a story out of uh, South Carolina uh, about uh, the big newspaper in Charleston. I can't think of the name of it right now, but the big newspaper in Charleston and how they've come up with a fund uh, and they have people who back this this grant for this fund for smaller newspapers for investigative journalism. And investigative journalism, if you are in the media market or in the media business, you know investigative journalism is terribly expensive. You're paying uh, a journalist uh, for a month or two months or three months for a story that may or may not come to fruition. And so uh, the thing that they're doing there, which uh, I kind of took some things from that that we're trying to do at the call, is to partner up uh, with other organizations that are reporting on the news. You don't need to report the exact same thing. But you can glean some information out of that for what you and your and your media organization needs to do the report on. Um, there are smaller newspapers throughout the state of Missouri that I think if that if we work together, we can go further. Uh, I'm right now also trying to develop a relationship with uh, the Northeast News. Uh, it's an organization that covers northeast part of Kansas City. What goes on in the Northeast also goes in the goes on in the Southwest. It goes on right. in the Southeast. It goes on north of the river. These problems that African Americans are, fra- are facing throughout the city and the state and the county and the country or where else are same issues that other African Americans face elsewhere. And the more varied voices we get, the more we get nuanced ideas and thoughts, the better we are as a whole, as a community. And that's one of the things I really want the call paper to push. Uh, it's not a bunch of kumbaya and, and love and hold hands type of stuff, but literally pushing those points of views, those opinions that aren't always heard, and that might be divisive, but they still should be heard because they're valid. You know, you know Jason, Jason, there's so much truth in what you just said. And one of the things that uh, that that we as a black community 
enemy somewhere territorial. Uh, we, we was uh, talking about somebody's neighborhood, and it never happened in my neighborhood. But we have to understand, when I travel the country, I go places, and they talk about Missouri. Well, I think, when I say Missouri, I'm thinking about Kansas, I think about St. Louis, like Mexico, Missouri, uh, like Bacon, Ozark, I think about uh, Haytown, Missouri, places like that. People say, oh, that's in Missouri. Yes, it is. And I think the same way there's a story to tell in Kansas City. You may have different newspapers that tell different stories, but y'all need to be kind of immersed into one place. Because whatever happens, something happens. You're not going to say South, East, or North, East. You're going to say Kansas City, Missouri. That's where you're going to come across. Uh, here in St. Louis, we have eight or seven different counties that make up the county and only one city of St. Louis. But that's almost 70 different, almost 90 different branches who call themselves St. Louis. And, that, and so in Kansas City, you may have fewer than that, but everybody want to know about what's going on in their neighborhood and also what's going on in their neighbor's background. That's one thing that we, that we as a black people, we are really curious. We want to know. And I okay. think black newspaper and the, and the sketch of the thing that has been the, the chain and you know, that helps us together all this time, for all generation, that people can go back down and read stories his stories about what got us where we are today. I think, you know, about you. Hold on. I think about time I step in. Uh, M.C. Richardson, I'm the founder. I'm also the chairman of the United Minority Media Association, which was founded and incorporated on August the 28th, 1974. And what happened, I was published in a magazine called City In and Outer. And then I got people from the Kansas City Call, people from KPRS, and we formed a group what is known as Yuma. And we served the Southwest, the Midwest Southwest region. And well, I guess I go way back, just talking to uh, Jason, I think a pretty sharp person, he's, he's getting over to us and everybody recommended. But what I will do as a pro bono, uh, become a consultant advisor and got many ideas and many uh, different uh, columns that the call paper, a lot of people say, the call paper is not reaching the community. You had other newspapers trying to do some things, but we actually live it. I used to sell call papers when I was at Booker T. Washington. We talking about a young teenager who I used to buy for nine cents and sell it for 15 cents. So I go way back in that. And we got our dear and, and Tracy too. Tracy's aunt, uh, Vester, is my uh, classmate. But we are here to keep this going, and not only that, to get the call office where it is now, work with the contractors, and do like uh, trade outs, and really put it like it should be. It's a historical uh, newspaper. And bring in other people, bring in more you. Uh, I know Tracy was the Alpha League up there at K-State, and we got some top things here in Kansas City, and a lot of people are not cockiness enough, but it's up to us to keep it going. I do the radio, uh, Kate, uh, Tracy, and uh, Jason do the newspaper. Our does a, a multitude of things. Like they say, there's so many things that if we connect, it'd be a bigger and better place for us, and a lot of times, getting support of our own. We're the only group that don't stick together like the Asian and like the Hispanic. We kind of do our own little thing. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the things that Jason and I and, and Cheryl and, uh, and others that are involved as far as uh, making the improvements with the call. The call isn't just one, doesn't belong to one person, it belongs to the community. So, even when I am looking at, you know, in, in fact, this week's um, edition, there's a couple of things. Uh, if you look on our in, a, in our front section, but in there in the back of it, you'll see some new columnists um, that have been excited about joining us as far as providing, you know, editorial uh, columns and things. We have one in particular, Roosevelt Lyons, who's going to be writing a lot on uh, education. And obviously education, particularly that deals with, you know, people of color. Uh, we have a, a, a 
young woman is going to be talking about uh, health and fitness. We have one that specifically focuses on incarceration. But also, I know that uh, a lot of our readers don't realize we have people that are non-African-American that read our newspaper. And so that's why when you see a Latino by the name of Gracious Cabrera, who's Hispanic, uh, writing for us is because they care. They have some of the same issues that we're facing. They face in their community as well uh, as the Latino community. Same thing. Yes, we have a, uh, a person, family may know uh, the Capo. Yes, he's Italian. Yes, you know, like I said, we have people that are not African American, but we need to hear from them too because they too uh, read the call on a regular basis. So those that's. That's our whole focus. We're not focused on just one. I mean, even though that is our main entity, the African-American community, let's not forget it. I mean, that's going to always be. But we do need to hear from those who have have helped and are helping our community improve in ways, whether it's education, whether it's health care, whatever. We still need to listen to their voices as well and not write them off just because, a.k.a. they don't have the same color of skin that we have. Oh, I just want to say, say this. I know a lot of a lot of African Americans aren't always understanding of these things, but there are there's a large population of uh, black people who speak Spanish uh, really? that, that aren't... I mean, they get lumped with being Hispanic, but they're they're African. They're black. Um, there are a myriad of voices that are 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 African, but don't always look African. And I think uh, one of the things at the call, we try and be in, inclusive of all people of color voices uh, and those who are allies or helping or or however you want to put it down with the cause um and i think that's one of the things that the call has always been really good about um from the stories i heard my aunt and my grandmother and my great-grandmother say i i think that's that's a tradition that the call has always uh had Um, i think the other thing that tracy hit on that we're going to push more and more is our health and our mental health. I think African Americans traditionally have been working class individuals and all we know to do is to get up in the morning, go out and work, come home, go to sleep, rinse, repeat, and do again. And I think as time is wearing on, we're starting to realize we can't do that. We have to take care of ourselves. We need to go to the gym. We need to go see doctors. We need to eat better. We need to take care of our mental health. We need to raise our children possibly a little bit different than what we have been doing. There's things that are there's things that are afoot that are changing culture around us and we need to possibly change and move with them. Uh, and the other thing is we need to let people know we're not a monolith. I know the there's other communities that see us as a monolith, and we're not. We're not one monolithic community. We're of various thoughts and voices. And again, going back to what I said before, I think those various voices need to be heard. We're not all the same. But at the same time, we are part of the community. But Jason, let me definitely say a couple of things right quick. I don't think uh, on what Tracy said. One of the things that uh, that we talk about our white our white uh, cohorts, but we all uh, they uh, the white the normal anybody that wants to reach a black community was advertising. And they could be whether they were any color, they don't want to reach a black community. They got buy ads in your newspaper, and that's how they sell us ice. And we got a couple years ago the National Congress. So we call the middle American dream after the pandemic, when we were uh, our online service, where the corporate America could find the black businesses that want to do business and they need to do business in their community and vice versa. Well, from that American dream idea, we 
able to meet all the billion dollar corporations, million dollar corporations who want who are looking for black businesses to do business with. Right, right. Us, okay? And that's one thing that the call is a new position. Great new job opportunities. New opportunities for education. New opportunities, you know, for, for people that's in sports. New opportunities to find out who we are. In other words, you know, you, you, you guys are like the mirror you know, of our community that people are looking at. Right. To see and how they compare to somebody else. They, say, they follow the call. And I, and I know it's a record of St. Louis, where they got to in Kansas City. But they got to do it. I want you to call a new state. I get to call a new state. I want you to get a new state. So that goes to the meeting we had down there at McDonald's uh, with, with, with Sunny, Sunny down there. You know, our records of enlightenment. Things of enlightenment, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anybody that's there, heck, have they called a new state if it's in the room? That was, that's what we had to have. And, you know, and they took that and went back and shared it with somebody else. And somebody else and somebody else. But then with like the thread that's there, if you guys have created, you know, that, 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 that uh, habit. And to create a habit in our black community is a hard thing to do. But there's a habit I'm looking for this. Uh, and we call these people. Well, it has to be a habit, though, that is not just the habit that for many years that the call went by, of course. Know, the print is there and mm-hmm. you know, that's been a blessing but we have to create a habit where the call newspaper is in different formats and different platforms oh, yeah. that is, oh, that is oh, what we're definitely um, what I am excited about because that was oh, yes. fire for the paper before I even came back in June and you know I am 100% uh, sold on the direction that we're going I believe Yes, there will be people that will say it was okay. Why did you change it? You know, if it ain't broke, then don't the change. Is good. The change is good. The change will is good, and it will be good. Um, I think when they, obviously, people that are reading our paper right now, when they see our younger writers, and like mm-hmm. Jason said, the various opinions, you may not necessarily like that opinion agree with that opinion but that opinion still needs to be heard and like Jason said with me working under uh, actually the last five years with Miss Blueford of course and then uh, Donna Stewart Jason's aunt and even now with Jason, Terrell and Gloria and and the rest of us that are a part of it I think that's the exciting part you know let's give the people a voice Mm -hmm. you know Okay, well, Trace, let me say this right quick, and right quick. When this, and we finish today's program, I'm going to send each one of you a copy of this program that you may have on your phone. You can send it to anybody you want to. And this can be it's part of a podcast, but it's going to tell them about the cancer be called. And we're going to help you transition to this station where we have to do transition to where you want to be for the next generation. That's in the podcast, but you can hear your story. Just that call and send it to your friends on your phone uh, about what you're talking about today, about the thing that you want to do. Right, and I'm excited. I want everyone that's listening to know I am super fired up. Uh, I yes, love you should be. for myself uh, when we do the, the uh, partnership. We've done the partnership with uh, Cascade Media because that those are using that as an example. That's on Facebook, YouTube. Um, yes. You know that's even on LinkedIn, and I've seen seen these uh, these shows on LinkedIn. I'm super excited about the podcast. Um, I just think that the, the the fun stuff that we're doing, we're just not getting started. Like I said about two weeks ago, we're just getting started. And I just want to say to all of those, uh, and probably specifically to the older generation, uh, just be patient. Just be patient. And keep a, a watchful eye. I think you would be, uh, they will, you will be pleased. I think you will be surprised. And I hope you realize the call's not going anywhere. We're just, you know, we're, we're just moving in a, in a different flow that I think it, hopefully down the road you will, you will come to, you know, appreciate. Okay. Everybody, everybody's been talking. Uh, I, I have little say and the call was a member and wanted to become a member again and put him on uh, the board because the Kansas City Call 
and KPRS, which now own four radio stations and Yuma. And we are the oldest minority organization in the country. And we're second to none. And we need people like uh, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon that we got a person working on to involve, at least starting out, all the historical black college and university in the Midwest District. And like, uh, I think you was talking about the, uh, the Charlotte Tribune uh, down in Charlotte, okay? But we have worked yeah, I worked at the Charlotte Observer, so but I know about, okay. yeah, but I know about the Tribune. I used to, I worked at actually the Metropolitan uh, newspaper, or the, aka what people would say the main white newspaper in Charlotte, uh, Charlotte the Charlotte Observer. The same thing with the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Well, true, and I'm glad I haven't spoken with you for quite some time, uh, Tracy. So how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm doing very good. <laughs> MC, I'm just excited. Um, I'm going to tell you why, because I had the dream. I had personally, I had a dream about this years ago, uh, even when I was wow. a staff reporter at the call, that I said, if we can just take this step, it wasn't the time, of course, and, and I accepted that, um, but if we could just take this step, I think in time the community will come along. And I uh, have heard quite a few positives about the fact oh my gosh the call is uh going this way and that way and that way so well we we're in, we in it uh with you to stay and we, time goes by so quickly and on december the second we're gonna have the Yuma midwest southeast regional conference at bruce or walking that's saturday morning and also we're gonna have time well spent and one of the organizations that will be asked to do time well spent, we're just talking about that today, the Kansas City Call. We got other, you mentioned the uh, Urban uh, Outdoor with um, Candy Price. Urban what? American Outdoors. Yeah, Urban uh, American I, I, Outdoors with uh, Wayne Hubbard and Kansas Price. Uh, Tracy, Tracy, I was the one that gave them their publicity out to Adams Mark, so I know them, but we get the name when you get my age and you're your aunt Vesta's age and we try to remember but we in this to work we want you guys to renew your membership we want to uh, do a lot of things together where we're going to benefit one another like I said I'm going to do a pro bono type deal but I got some ideas too and brought the base okay and working with the construction people that try to get trade out and they, they act like they're very interested to bring this building back like it used to be. We have people who want to volunteer, but people who were in charge at that time had other ideas. Folks, you have four minutes okay. to go. All right. Well, I just want to say to the audience, uh, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited by the direction that we're going, and uh, that's pretty much about it. And unfortunately, I have to go on to another engagement, but uh, thank you guys so much for uh, for having me on the well, show. Thank you. 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 We want you to be. We are a membership organization. You've always been a member. So we need to get that together. And I'll be talking to Jason about some expansion and suggestion. Of course, if we are able to reach you, Tracy, as busy as you stay, we will do so. This is good. She's on the MC. Okay. Well, Jason. Hey, guys. Just, this is Jason. I just want to say thank you for having me on. And uh, I appreciate everything you guys are doing and have done for us in the past and in the future. So thank you very much. And Jason, I'll get together with, uh, with you and Carol so we can work on this uh, instruction I expect, okay? Okay, no worries. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Thank All you right. Thank you uh, very much. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Bye, please give me a Okay, we're about to close out. Um,
the show today and just be sure to tune in each and every week this particular portion of um, our radio portion and we will have Doc uh, Vincent Alexander he's a writer and he's also going to check on the Cherokee Nation about how they've been enslaving the Indian we'll say mating of uh, mating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She got a lot of writers in Kansas City. I mean, a whole lot of, of, of writers in Kansas City. And they, they tell a lot of stories about what's going on up there. I well, got many on that. Okay, well, uh, our, this is something that we want to bring and suggest to them to have different writers do different articles and whatever, the same way mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Black Chamber, uh, Missouri, the same way with but we do at Yuma, we need to get more young people involved. We got a lot of room to grow, and a lot of them they yes. come up with good ideas, but we're here to make sure they're reality. Amen to that. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. We need to get more listeners, and again, we'll reach out. We need to get, uh, get sponsors. Like Cass said, he, he's been trying to do a lot of things for a lot of a long time. Wish him luck. I haven't met the people with uh, the uh, Defender yet. But we have people who online reporters. We got people like to write. So let's get us all. We all, everybody wants to be the so called boss, but let's do it together and make it very effective for everyone. You know, you see, the Kansas Defenders have been on the show many times, and uh, they also, uh, won an award last year and they going right now they're celebrating their first year in publication and they do a lot of great things we put a lot of the stories and which is really mostly it's what they're doing in reporting they're doing an excellent job of it also well i just haven't had the opportunity to meet them as of yet mm-hmm. well, i'll make that take place okay okay well with this one phone operation, I think we got. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Good evening. I guess we'll come again on Fringles at USAOptorio.com. That's uh, Mr. M.T. Richard, the founder and the CEO of the United Minority Media Association and producer, and also the creator of Guess We'll Come to Kansas City and they have us on USAOptorio.com. Scott Owens and my uh, host, the other one, like Mr. Richard Commerce, we'll talk to you again next week. Same time, same day. Be where your face mask. Commerce is coming back. Life is good to be safe. And thank you, Scott. You're welcome.